welcome to another episode of the Christian Enough podcast. My name is Ayatollah Fumi Monay, and once again, we're having our beautiful friend, Gina. And today is going to be hopefully very interesting because it's been a while, y'all. It's been a while. So, Gina, how is it going? Popular demand, y'all want that. <laughs> back in popular demand huh? right. Gina honestly I have a question for you Go yeah to, to start off this podcast well first before I get to that question I do want to ask how are you doing <laughs> um, love the pause <laughs> the the old Gina will normally say oh I'm good yeah but the Gina who is learning to understand God's ways is being honest and yeah on this podcast I will tell everybody listening I am not good help me help me I'm not in places right now Mm. but I still have a faithful God yeah amen amen I mean so that leads me into my next question now so Do you feel in this moment right now that you are Christian enough at all? (laughs) Touche. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a resounding yes, because Mm -hmm. the tests and trials I'm going through right now, it's actually making me get closer to God yeah in every way because sometimes we go through i mean sometimes we go through those tests and trials where it numbs us and we are not even trying to get under god's feet and pray and understand what's going on mm-hmm. but these tests and trials actually is pushing me towards the understanding of god so would you say you're like in a in a like wilderness type season I think you should call me Daniela because I'm in the cage of the lions and like the lions like, oh, food. But later the lions are, oh, friend. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, God. But it's like, yeah. oh, what a friend I have in Jesus, you know? <laughs> yeah, right now I'm in this season where it's like I have everything just going downwards. But I wake up every day with a resounding victory in my heart that God is still faithful. So Hmm. long story short, yes, I am Christian enough with flaws. Those flaws, I think we all have flaws, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Yes, yes, don't we all? I mean, if you're listening, you don't have flaws, please reach out to me and let me know how you do it. Well, true. I would like to know how they do it too, honestly, because, you know, I I mean, the reason I ask you that question and I'll answer the same question in a little bit too, right? But I guess the reason I'm asking that question is because, uh, you know, we're in 2022. It has been two years since, yeah, really two years since, you know, the start of the pandemic. Um, Two years since I graduated, two years since I think you graduated as well. 
Um, it's been two years since we've started our lives, or at least tried to start our lives. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, and I think, you know, it's very rocky. I'm 24 and, um, and it's, it's a very interesting period because we get to see, uh, social media. We're on social media and we see, I guess, like other people's lives, and it's very different from whatever like our realities at least my reality is right so I'm like oh wow like look at that and it's very easy to want to compare so I've done my best to if I'm on social media and I'm not trying to look at people I'm just trying to look at destinations or I'm looking at ways to improve myself at this point so I guess going back to the question of are you Christian enough I will tell you right now that my answer is no um <laughs> there, I think your host is not Christian enough <laughs> <laughs> and I think that there is you know I'm not I don't feel Christian and I think this is this is the most this is an important thing to state right that just because you feel you're not Christian enough doesn't mean you aren't like actually actually especially for those of those of us who are um like you are children of God, like you are stated, like you've given your life over to Jesus and you're going through a hard time. I don't know about the rest of anybody else, but, um, but this is basic. this is more a message, I guess, for people who are struggling and going through a hard time. But yeah, I, I can definitely say I am not feeling it right now. I have been having a hard time even talking to God I'm just like you know a lot of the time I go to God and I'm like God honestly I have no idea what to say to you right now and um so I can I sit in worship music or I just do bible study other times I try to pray so I'll do speaking in tongues instead of actual prayer because I genuinely have no idea what to say so um so I think that in this period, because I would say, yes, it, it is kind of a wilderness season in uh, trying to to be strong. And my father sent me something that I would like to hopefully find very quickly and read. But, um, but yeah, you know, he sent me something that was supposed to be a word of encouragement. And it was kind of... You know, when people, you, have you ever experienced this thing where people send you things that are supposed to encourage you and you know, you read it and you're like, I mean, you're supposed to be encouraged, but it kind of annoys you. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> well, yes. You are going through those seasons, like mm. everything does not make sense. And yeah. As humans, we try to make sense out of things that God is seeing that like he has put in place for us like yeah it's a, a, a web right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's like i was just saying 2022 two years since pandemic everything yeah two years into the real world and the real world is heading us so <laughs> you know in the real world it's like work it's not what we imagine in college you know how we had these dreams it's like your dreams is being filtered now it's like you need to either survive or you go to your dreams and going mm. with your dreams is not easy. But one thing I always reassure myself with is like in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, it says like, do not be anxious or worried about 
anything but in everything so that means gotta say in every circumstance and in every situation by prayer mm-hmm. and petition with thanksgiving continue to make your request known to god and he goes on to say and make peace of god that will reassure you and transcend all understanding yeah so like every time i remind myself of that verse or like that bible scripture i'm like as a child of god i might not feel christian enough i might not okay. feel doing the right things i might not yeah. feel motivated when people want to motivate me mm-hmm. i don't really need that motivation sometimes yeah but it's illegal as a child of god to even feel anxious wow. because your dad is telling you don't feel anxious yeah you yeah. know and sometimes that's what you're saying that that feeling is like <laughs> Girl, I ain't telling you not to feel anxious when I don't even know what I'm doing today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ain't telling you not to feel anxious when I can't even find a stable job. Mm. You know? Are you telling you not to feel anxious when, like, when my boyfriend's on the verge of breaking up with me? <laughs> <laughs> so these are all things. It's like, but at the same time, you know, we've been through problems back in the day where we thought we wouldn't get out of it. But when we look back, we're like, God worked it out yeah i think yeah you know another thing too is that we 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 look back i think that's the benefit of looking back in the moment we feel like it's absolute trash but when we look back we're like god was with us right and i think it's it's very easy to forget that god is with us whenever we're feeling what we're feeling so the the bible verse that he sent to me was so he sent it to me and then I read it in a different translation. And like I said, I wasn't helping myself when I read it in a different type translation. So it says it's Luke 1, 80. Did not even know that it was up to 80 verses in Luke 1, but okay. So Luke 1, 80, and it says, And the child grew and was um, and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his shoeing onto Israel. It's probably like the King James Version, right? So I went into the Bible app and I read the, the, the TPT version, right? And it says, afterward, their son, so this is talking about John the Baptist. Afterward, their son grew up and was strengthened by this, the Holy Spirit and he grew in his love for God. I said, yay him. And then it goes on to say, John chose to live in the lonely wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. And I said, Jesus, is this a joke? Did I choose? Did I choose this? What exactly? (laughs) Did I, I mean, I think, I think this is where I read the Bible and I kind of get upset. And I think, because it baffles my mind, right? Some of these people, they choose their struggle. They choose the wilderness that they're going into. They choose that season. Not everybody is like that. Not everyone even wants to deal with that. And especially as people of God who know God's promises, right? Mm -hmm. So when we sit here and we're like, oh, I know the promise of God. I know what the Bible says. And you look at your life and you're like, this is not making any sense. So one of those people who was like that was beautiful sarah i say beautiful sarah because she was clearly gorgeous two men two different kings wanted her and abraham had to lie and be like that's my that's my sister she was old and she was still fine 
can you imagine she was still fine (laughs) she was like 90 and stuff and this was happening to her and that, at that time she was in 90 come on she, she was, was in her 80s when this 70s, was happening 80s, yeah 70s 80s but she was old what you looking at like when you're when you're 70 80 you gonna look like that where men are gonna be like dang she fine she was like the, she the, fine lisa of her time like, mona lisa is ugly oh sarah is not <laughs> sorry to all the art lovers out there the art is great the the human not yeah no so um <clears throat> So no, I don't. I I I find Sarah to be very real and very raw because, in fact, I find Sarah and Job. Job in this moment, honestly, I'm trying to read through his book again, just so that I can under because I understand how he feels and I understand a lot of his lamentations, right? So. Um, so Job is one person I think I will eventually get to, but Sarah for right now is someone I really, 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 really um relating with hard, so hard, because she was a woman who is biologically, she's married to her, technically her uncle, right? So, um, so yeah, they grew up in the same house, her uh, Abraham's brother is the father of Sarah and uh, they they move away from their homeland to get they get married they move away from their home they go live in some location that God was like yeah I'll bless you here just don't be at home so Abraham leaves and then in the midst of all that leaving God at some point says to Abraham hey I'm gonna bless you your 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 um your offspring will be as many as the stars in the sky and all of that and of course the guy is really happy he goes home to tell his wife and his wife is like i mean bet you know at first i'm sure her faith was like high like oh wow god said this so this is about to happen in like six months nope didn't it didn't happen how many years is it exactly that they had to wait i think 20 was it 20 years anymore because i think when they uh abraham first received that promise they were they still had not moved Mm. time to move from egypt to back to like was it canaan yes where it was coming so that alone took at least 10 years yeah so yeah i think it's like 20 years it took about 20 years can you imagine waiting for a promise for 20 years i'd be pissed and that's kind of what happened with sarah right is that she was pissed she was upset and not necessarily pissed off enough at god per se but she was just like okay i think god has forgotten about us and that's okay that's fine god is who he is and he probably has other kids to attend to cool no Allah. let's do our thing so she brings her servant that she got from egypt hagar because hagar is an egyptian servant she brings hagar who you know and i want to talk about hagar for a hot second right hagar is a very interesting person because at first sarah i guess must have trusted her must have believed that oh, okay we have a relationship her and hagar where it can never go sour nothing can ever be wrong and it's okay so she brings hagar and sends hagar to abraham and tells abraham like dude sleep with her so she can have kids and i 
they're they will be my kids and abraham is like that's another woman to sleep with i guess so shoot why not you're the one telling me to do this so no problem and uh, hagar gets pregnant and uh and she starts to basically taunt sarah like oh god must love me more that's why i have a child and you don't of course as the madam of the house she's pissed sarah goes to her husband is like do you see what this woman is doing do you see what's happening she's taunting me abraham is like don't come to me with this nonsense that's your that's your servant do with her as you you would please so i mean she sarah sarah returns the favor tenfold to her servant and of course she runs away and but she comes back the, an angel goes to hagar um and then many years later sarah ends up having the son that was promised to her but in between all that process right i i can see what why sarah did what she did and i understand her actions mm-hmm. and we look at that person and we can say oh wow that woman had such little faith but she was at her end, right? Wouldn't you say she was at an end or something? All I can say is Sarah was human, you know? Mm-hmm. And how sometimes we got, you know, even when we receive a prophecy, which Abraham did, that he's going to become the father of many nations. Mm-hmm. In the process of the prophecy, we go out there and mess up not in accordance in God's word. And that's mm. what Sarah did. Mm. Sarah could have still stayed in that prophetic word instead of stepping out. But she's like, no, 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 no. You know what? Hagen's right here. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm saying like, she must be very bold to give another man to her, like woman to her man. Like, <laughs> that's me anywhere saying, Father, I am not having a child that she promised. So I'm giving... No, we both gonna go through it together. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that was very bold of her because, I mean, Hagar had every right to, because then she was later married as a second wife, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Um, kind of, not even really. She continued to stay as a concubine, really. But still, like, I don't think what Sarah did was right, which I never agree with her in that situation. Mm -hmm. That situation makes sense, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. sometimes as humans we want to find an exit where we feel like there's no exit mm-hmm. and so that's all she did she wanted to have a child in the house but forgetting that that child will still not be hers mm, yeah Forget yeah that, that promise of god will still not be upon her life because then god cannot carry the covenant he promised with abraham mm-hmm. with another woman's child mm. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes, as I'm saying, we quit problems in the midst of the blessings God is ready to bless us with. It's a matter of patience. And we sometimes don't have it. Sarah, I don't even think it's that we sometimes don't have it. I think we just don't have it, period. At least I don't. Like, I I can definitely say I am not the most patient person on this planet. There's a lot of fire in my own spirit. So I'm like, okay, God, like, what's up? Like, when are we going to get this done? Because... You know, I think um, I've had, uh, I guess, my mom and a couple different people say things to me about, oh, yeah, this person had to wait this amount of years or that amount of years. And I'm looking at her like, yeah, I see it. I'm looking at her like, are, are you are you, are you kidding me right now? Are you telling me that I have to wait that many years? And she's like, that's not the point of what I'm trying to say. And I'm like, I get your point, 
but I don't like your story. Your story is irritating to me right now. This is not what I want to hear. And I think, I, I, I guess, like, how does that feel, right? When it's like, these are things we don't want to hear, but it's, it's necessary to hear so we can grow and so that we can actually be patient, even though it's very tough to be patient. Mm-hmm. So throw your question again to make sure I understand. <laughs> so how are we supposed to deal with other people's realities? Like when we see, um, like one person I, I adore is Steve Harvey, right? But he took a while before he got to where he was or not where he was, where he is today. And I remember my mom was telling me about his story as well. And she was just like, oh, yeah, Steve Harvey. And I'm like, don't talk to me about Steve Harvey. I'm not Steve Harvey. Okay. I am me. My name is this. Don't. mm." So, um, so I am, I'm, I'm, I guess the question really is what, how do you, um, when you're being told something that is basically supposed to be beneficial to you, okay, but you are hearing you, you only hear a certain part of it. How do you change your focus? Because really it is a focus thing. So how do you change what is what you're looking at to what it is? You basically go from seeing it eye level to like a bird's eye view. How, how can we do that realistically? Because it's tough, right? So how do we do that? I think I get your question now. So um, I want you to raise your hands, right? Y'all can't see this, but I am raising my hands. <laughs> are all your fingers the same length? Of course not. Are all, are all of them the same shape? I'd like to think that they are the same shape. Is right? your the same shape as your uh, index finger? No, man. No, 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 no. So that's the same way in your life you receive so many advices, criticism. Mm. That's mm. the way that even the people close to us think that what you're telling us might make sense in our life because they are seeing it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But once again, as a question, what is God saying regarding to that situation? Mm. You get my point? Yeah, I get I get you. God yeah. is saying one thing. Your mom can say the other. It might not align with what God is saying. Who mm. are you going to listen to over that? Mm. So... As you're saying, yes, it takes time for when people advise you. Some, some. Yeah, my parents always say, Gina, we know you're going to do what you want to do regardless. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like I don't take in the advice. I do. Yeah. But sometimes when I present the advice to God, I'm like, no, I don't think this is what God wants me to do. Mm, yeah. Sometimes they feel like I'm not listening to them. And I'm like, no, it's the creator of this body and you over you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't want to listen to you. The same way we get different advices. In a day, I know I, you receive like 15 advices from 15 different people. Yeah. Everything they, each of those 15 people say, or you're going to listen to the one that created all these people plus you. Mm-hmm. The one that has that the creator king. I think at the end of the day, with the talks, social media, everything going on, still present yourself and make yourself available to God to tell you what exactly is going on. Mm. That's not an easy thing to do. Yep. So it's like, you need to go the extra mile for God to like, 
be in his presence, understand his presence. So that when these advice come out, you can understand that at the end of the day, God said he has made a promise with me. And mm-hmm. this wants to take me. As much as my mother loves me, she's advising me from this perspective. Yeah. Steve didn't get to where he is based on people's opinions. Mm, true. He even said it got to a point he had to leave the house. Why? It's like you have a mother and a father providing for you. Yeah. Why would you leave the house and go sleep in a car? Hmm. because sometimes their perspective is not where you need to be Hmm. our parents love us so they are going to do everything to protect us god loves you and he's going to do everything in your purpose for you so that's what i'm saying like sometimes once again you hear so many things your friends will tell you this your mother will come with this your pastor will say something different Hmm. you the church asking god i want to hear your voice and you don't even allow god to speak how are you going to hear his voice So at the end of the day, Steve Harvey is where he is because he, I choose to believe he aligned himself with whatever entity he believes in, Mm. whatever purpose he believes in, not the purpose his family believes in for him. Yeah. So you get my point? Oh, yeah. I think one of the things I do want to point out is something the Bible says, I think in Psalm or in Proverbs about there being wisdom in counsel. So, you know, taking your parents' counsel is not a bad thing. And we're not saying that, like, okay, you know, just go out here and be wild and do whatever. Listen to your parents' counsel. Listen to uh, to other people's counsel as well. And then, of course, the person you should listen to, first and foremost, is God. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad taught me to live for an audience of one. And that audience is obviously god himself right not even yourself don't even live for your audience because you have expectations of you that god doesn't even necessarily have of you so in order to live for an audience of one the only person like i said is to focus on god and that is jesus so i really want to thank you all for listening in on my podcast today i hope you all were blessed and had a good time Please make sure to check in for the part two of this episode next week. um, I'm sure it will be just as uh, entertaining and hopefully insightful as this one. I pray you all are blessed as you go on your day. Thank you all for listening again to the Christian Enough podcast. My name is Ayatollah Fumi Mane and I hope that you all have a blessed day.